When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Laker fans? Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. One hour of Los Angeles Lakers basketball. We'll go till 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, got a packed show. What are we now in December, December 4th? Uh, interesting time of the year, something we've never had happen, an in-season tournament. Lakers got a quarter for, quarterfinal game coming up tomorrow. Um, over the last couple of days, a couple things happened. Number one, the Lakers reached the quarter mark of the season, so they're 25% through. Want to kind of look back what we expected when the season started and what we actually got. Um, what can we expect for the next quarter? Because I think the next quarter is going to determine what the Lakers do with this current roster. If they make moves at the trade deadline, Mike Bresnahan, who's a Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet, is going to join us. And uh, we'll continue to talk about some of the different chatter around the Lakers. Ime Doka and LeBron James, what the heck was going on there? Uh, got TNT on in the background here, and they're showing the highlights of the first quarterfinal game, the Pacers and the Boston Celtics. Um, Twitter is uh, definitely going off a little bit right now. It's just that this wasn't just a regular season game. Um, a little bit later in the show, I don't want to spend too much time on it right now. I'll just give my thoughts of what I thought so far on the in-season tournament, but I think it's been a success. It surprised me a little bit. Now that we all kind of have an idea what the hell is going on, because I think uh, when the when the the idea first came out, I got a migraine and didn't know what exactly was going to happen. But now that we're getting our first run through it, it's certainly uh, interesting, and it's more interesting because the Lakers got a game against the Suns tomorrow that counts towards this. Um, okay, so last time we did a show, Lakers were still in the middle of their four game road trip. Uh, they had a game against the Houston Rockets on Saturday. And the Lakers are sitting at 12 and 9 on the season, uh, so far. Um, I, I wanna, I, I think these last two games describe what it used to be for the Lakers and what you're hoping it's gonna be moving forward. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. When they hit the quarter mark of the season, 20 games in the season, they were 11 and 9. And if I'm assessing what I've seen from the Lakers, through 25% of the season against, again, 20 games, play 82 a year. So 20, uh, 20 games in, you're a quarter through the season. What, what I saw in that first quarter, at least for me, um, never whole, not exactly the best brand of basketball. I thought inconsistent role players, um, certainly unimpressive versus the good teams. They only went five and nine versus the good teams. Um, but still above 500. And, and I think that's the part that stood out to me as much as anything else, that things definitely weren't perfect for the Lakers through the first 20 games of the season. Ups, downs, I could go through specific games. Uh, I mean, hell, the, the last road trip they lose, what they lose to the, the Sixers by 44. Thunder by 23, something like a combined 67 points against one of the better teams in the East, against one of the better teams in the West. Well, that's not good, especially if you're looking at your team and you're trying to come up with a barometer of gauging your squad versus some of the more elite teams. Well, okay, well, they're failing that test. I thought the first quarter of the season was a little bit all over the place, but I also understand why it was all over the place. Not trying to make excuses for the Lakers, but I think they're, I don't call it an excuse. I, I call it, you know, it, it's part of the, the full picture. If the Lakers had Gabe Vincent, Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, um, Cam Reddish, all these guys that were in and out of the lineup for the first 20, 20 games, I say, okay, they really don't have any excuses then. Then this vision that the front office had built, well, that's clearly not panning out. Um, but that's not the case. And I don't, th- I don't think you could tell the story about the Lakers through the first 20 games without also mentioning that, man, what I think their plan was in the summer just not only never came to fruition, it never had a chance to come to fruition. There's, um, there's two different ways to look at it. And I understand this way. 
I understand if somebody says, well, how about your four best players? If I said, hey, rank the four best players for the Lakers, you can say LeBron, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell. I think that's what would be most people's top four. Maybe other people have other opinion, but that's what I think most people would lean towards. And financially, it's pretty close to that as far as how the Lakers compensate these players. Well, those four players played... D'Angelo and Austin Reeves played all 20 games, and then LeBron and Anthony Davis each only missed one game. So you had your main players in the game. So that obviously is incredibly important. But I don't think the Lakers ever gelled. I I think, you know, I I went back and I said, OKC and the Houston Rockets, that's the last two games that the Lakers played. It's a perfect indication of, I think, what wrapped up the first quarter of the season, and hopefully this is a sign of good things to come for the, the, the second quarter of the season. Versus OKC, Cam Reddish was out. Jared Vanderbilt was out. Rui Hachimura was out. Um, Gabe Vincent was out. Jackson Hayes was out. A lot of role players that the Lakers certainly can use. None of them were available for the Lakers. So that in itself was very, very frustrating. Okay, now let's fast forward. The game against the Rockets. You got Cam Reddish back. You got Jackson Hayes back. And Jared Vanderbilt played his first game of the regular season. That's a significant difference. And Lakers pretty much were in control of that Houston game the entire way. Um, as we look towards the next quarter, the second quarter expectations, uh, there's a couple things for me that I think are going to be so incredibly important. The first one is hopefully they're just whole, right? Just just have a team that you could throw out there and we could all watch on a night-in-night-out basis and say, okay, hey, I know exactly who's going to be playing I have a pretty good idea of what their minute's going to look like. I have a pretty good idea of who the Lakers like to go to coming off the bench, who their starters are, who are the players that are going to close the game. Yes, you know, the luxury that the Lakers might have because they're 10, 11, 12 deep. Some of that luxury is I want to play Torian Prince 20 minutes or I want to play him 30 minutes. That's up to coach based on his performance. Rather than right now, you know, most of these games, it's been a lot of, well, we have to play Torian Prince because there's nobody else to play. And I think that's the thing that's going to be most important for the Lake Show in this second quarter of the season. Plus, you just want to see a better brand of basketball. Start looking better night to night. Stop digging these 10-point, 12-point, 14-point holes before the first quarter is done. Um, that's obviously a big deal. I think the depth, the vision that the front office had in the off season with all the signings that they had is look we don't have to let we don't have to put so much pressure on LeBron James to perform every night. No, so far you have to. We don't Anthony Davis if he does if he has a night where he doesn't have it going on offense, it's okay, he's got plenty of help. You got Christian Wood, Riri Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell, um, Max Christie maybe can come in off the bench and get you some. You can go down the list of all these players that you're hoping that can contribute. Well, hopefully that's the case in this second quarter as part of the second quarter expectations. The other thing that I would look at, too, and I think is incredibly important, is signature wins. That's not something the Lakers really have right now. And some people would argue, no, no, that win against the Clippers early in the season, that was the Lakers' signature win. Was it? The Clippers are so up and down right now. Um, you could look at uh, at Cleveland when they won that game to start the road trip. I thought it was a good win, but... Is your signature win at Cleveland, like, is that a real signature win with a team that's kind of hovering around 500? Maybe you can make that case. If you want to make the case about the Phoenix Suns, that's fine. But the Phoenix Suns, no Devin Booker in both of those games. Bradley Beal didn't play in one of those games. Still give the Lakers credit, but there was also a lot of losses that the Lakers had. Dallas, Miami, Denver, Philly, OKC, Sacramento twice. A lot of teams that you're like, hey, those are playoff quality teams, and the Lakers would fall short. So in the month of December, look at all these opportunities for Lakers. I don't look at it. Yes, it's a it's a tougher schedule. They got some tough matchups, but that's okay. That's part of the NBA. This is what you want to see if you're a Laker fan. December alone, you got Phoenix tomorrow with Devin Booker. You got a game in December that includes at Dallas. You have a, at Minnesota on two separate occasions. At Minnesota, they got the best record in the Western Conference. You got an at OKC. You're playing, which we all saw OKC, how young and, and, and how good they look. At New Orleans, Boston's going to come to town. You get some real games in the in the month of December that I think it's going to give us a much better idea, and hopefully the Lakers are whole in those games, a much better idea 
of how good this Lakers team is or how much they're struggling or whatever the case is. And um, there's, a, I think, a Knicks game mixed into there December 18th. So I'm looking forward to the schedule that the Lakers got in front of them because they're getting close to being really, really healthy. And at the same time, the competition is going to get better. And let's see what the Lakers look like in front of this competition. Don't you think the front office and everybody else within that Lakers organization also needs a better gauge of what this team is? And the only way that you're going to be able to, to, to gauge what this roster is and how everybody gels together is 100% by having your guys available and seeing how they play together. Okay, quick shout-out here. Lakers talk is presented by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Rush into your neighborhood Valvoline and let the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game winner coupons. Just my car there before Thanksgiving. Um... Now, I don't know why people procrastinate. Don't procrastinate. you got Valvoline right around the corner, all these different locations. Go, go get your car service. Some good news came out today earlier, too. Uh, Lakers status report came out. I don't know the last time that I've seen this, but uh, it's been a while. The only player guaranteed to be out for tomorrow's game is Gabe Vincent. Okay? LeBron is questionable, but you're probably going to see LeBron questionable all year long. A.D., Rui Hachimura, Jared Vanderbilt, they're all probable, which means they'll probably play. But I'm going to add a little context here for Rui. Trudell sent this out uh, a little bit earlier today. Coach talked to the media. Rui Hachimura, if he'll play tomorrow, was the question. And um, and uh, Darvin Ham said, I think so, yeah. He said that the mask is better than expected. Obviously, uh uh, Rui's been out since that Dallas game, November 22nd, so he's missed a, a handful of games. But where I'm trying to get at with this is this is the closest. This is Tomorrow would technically be the closest the Lakers have been to healthy and whole if Rui plays. And I, I think that's obviously the timing of it is awesome. Um, getting a little bit of closer to as far as the expectations go, then you could start having some different types of expectations. Then we could start looking at the NBA standings and really uh, complaining or or complimenting where the Lakers are. Lakers right now twelve and nine, so in that number seven spot, no big deal. It's not, the world's not going to end. What are they? Two games back from where Denver is. A couple games back from when Oklahoma City is. Uh, Sacramento and New Orleans are playing right now, part of the in-season game. So, um, you know, this is uh, this is all kind of part of the mix. Which is, you know, for Laker fans out there, the Kings and the Pelicans, winner of this game, would technic will, will play the winner of tomorrow's game between the Lakers and the Suns. So, if Lakers win tomorrow, they can be playing one of these two teams out in Vegas. Sacramento's already taken uh, two games against the Lakers. Okay, there is more chatter around the Lake Show. And um, I think that's always interesting. Some different teams that are in the mix. I saw an article a little bit earlier today from Yovan Buha. Ime Udoka versus LeBron James. I don't know what was going on Saturday. These two guys looked like they were ready to uh, to throw down. At least, no, LeBron was calm, cool, and collective. I felt like Ime Udoka wanted to throw down. So when we get to all that coming up next, and just a quick reminder that Mike Bresnahan, who's the Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet, is going to join us at uh, 7.30. So stick around. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. If you're out driving around, listening on the app, and you want to be a part of the show, I'll take some calls coming up next as well. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, whether you're heading to the stadium to cheer on your team, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers, or going to watch a game at a friend's house, commit to the Go Safely game plan. If you plan to drink, plan ahead, leave the keys behind and get a sober designated driver. Such an important message. I know uh, there's a lot of great partnerships that we have here on 710 ESPN. Um, This one is incredibly important because it's trying to make sure you're safe and it's trying to make sure other people on the road are safe as well. Still need a ride, uh, a sober ride home. You have options. Use public transit or ride hailing service. Just stick to the game plan. Remember, alcohol controls your actions and reactions, especially behind the wheel. 37 people are killed in drunk driving crashes every single day in the United States. That's one person every 39 minutes. Please, please pay attention to this message. Play it safe. Go get any of those um, any of those other services to make sure that you're not behind the wheel if you're having a good time. Go have a good time. Just make sure that you're responsible about it. Go safely, California, from the California Office of Traffic Safety and Caltrans. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, I think what Anthony Davis was just saying right there, that he'd be excited to go out to Las Vegas. Who goes to Vegas in the beginning part of December in the NBA? That obviously never happens. Now, it could happen on the regular if the NBA expands. Um, but you also just, you know, you just want to win basketball games. You want to beat a good team with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. And if that means you're in the Final Four, cool. Um, it's interesting. A little bit earlier today, the game just finished right before we went on. The Pacers played the Boston Celtics. And the Pacers got a win against the Boston. I know Porzingis didn't play in that game. So now they're in the semifinal. They know they're going to Las Vegas. And maybe for the Pacers, this is more important to them because that's such a young team. And what real success have the Pacers had? And maybe that one means a little something. But, heck, the Lakers, who won a championship with LeBron and Anthony Davis, were playing those in-season tournament games like it was the playoffs. So uh, it seems like some teams are more motivated than others. And there's a game going on right now between the Kings and the Pelicans. It looks like a fun game, and it doesn't look like just a regular season game. looks like there's a little bit of juice to it. All right, let me grab a quick phone call here. Daniel in Santa Monica. Daniel, what's going on? Thank you for calling in. Hey, what's going on, please? Uh, thanks for the show. It always makes the drive home way better. Um, but, you know, I want to get your take on something. You know, it occurred to me, um, you know, we're, we're beating the bad teams, which we didn't do last year. Uh, but we don't look so hot against the contenders and then also the good teams like Dallas, OKC. You know, how much of this do you think is this, you know, this is just part of the process that we got to go through to take to that next step? You know, now we're not a bad team. We're a good team. You know, we had to go through the Brandon Ingram days, Alonzo days, you know, to get to the top. You know, like, what do, what do you think about that? Maybe just big picture. Maybe just let this roster prove itself this season to see where it takes us. Maybe it reveals it more clearly in the summer. What, do you, I appreciate, what are your thoughts on that? Maybe yep. this is just like a next step in our little our long process. I appreciate you calling in. So I, the one thing I would say, I don't know how long of a process it is. When you have LeBron James, you're not really thinking about three, four years down the road. I mean, you could be, but that obviously would not include him. I'm assuming, hell, a guy's in his 21st season, he's still playing good ball. I think I, I like calling them the barometer games. The Lakers have been awful in barometer games, but I made excuses for them. They, they, let me tell you all the all the games they played so far that I think were good barometer games. They lost to Denver, Sacramento, Miami, Sacramento, Dallas, Philly, OKC. I think those are all barometer games. Now, I, I mentioned that they, they have some wins, too. Phoenix games without Devin Booker. Orlando's got off to a good start. They won that. They took two or three from the Houston Rockets. They both they won both games against the Suns, I mentioned. Um, so it's not that they've been awful in every single game, but I think those are barometer games. I think that's a problem, but it would be a bigger problem if you had everybody. That's why I was talking about before we went to break that the month of December, all right, let's play some barometer games. You already won one against Houston with most of your guys back. You're going to be even healthier tomorrow. It looks like Rui Hachimura is going to play you go up against the Suns. Do you get Dallas this month? Do you get uh, Minnesota twice this month on the road, by the way? Do you get OKC on the road? Do you get the Pelicans on the road? Do you get New York and Boston at home? These are barometer games. And, and frankly, that's how you find out what your team really is. Okay, you beat a bad team, Memphis and Portland and all that. Yeah, you're taking care of business, but that's not real competition. Real competition is checking out what you are versus some of the elite in the NBA. So I'm looking forward to the Lakers doing that. And frankly, 
as far as giving them all the time in the world and then just see what happens. I don't think Lakers are going to do that. This actually takes me to my next conversation. Yovan Buat at another great piece of work in the athletic. And part of the conversation was um, how the Lakers kind of – I'm going to read exactly what it says. Yovan had put out there that – the Lakers are still evaluating their needs and will continue to monitor the league, including potential fire sales in Toronto, Washington, Utah, Brooklyn, and or Charlotte that could make useful rotation players available. Um, so the reason why I bring that up is they don't have to do anything today or tomorrow. They don't have to do anything for really another couple of months, and you're still not at the NBA trade. NBA trade deadline is not till February 9th. The beauty for the Lakers, these next 20, 25 games, okay, see what you got. If these guys are healthy and they're there um, and they have the ability, they're contributing, they're beating good teams, maybe you're making only some small tweaks, if any. Or maybe you're going out there and you're, you're fulfilling something that, that is dire to your roster. If it's not looking all that good and you're having more issues, then maybe it's a little more dramatic towards the trade deadline like it was last year. I don't think it's going to be that dramatic, but we'll see what happens. That's that's why I don't think there's any urgency to say something's got to happen right now. All the Bulls chatter that's going on. Now this is new chatter that's going on. I get the Lakers are the Lakers. They're a popular team. most One of the most successful franchises in all sports. So naturally there's going to be chatter around the Lakers. But time, I, I think, is on their side. I really do believe that. Okay, quick shout out here. Lakers Talk brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Rush into your neighborhood Valvoline. Let the expert technicians make sure riders in peak performance. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons. Just want to get into this real quick because I haven't got a chance. Um, Doka and LeBron James, what was that? What the heck was that? I, I don't know what it was. I, I know in whatever sound that was, um, that was the audio that told a little bit more of that story from Saturday. Bron saying, we're all grown men. That B-word ain't cool. Don't lose it. Use Don't use it loosely. And that's Idoka, who ends up getting um, thrown out of the game. He had a technical earlier, ran his mouth with LeBron. Ref obviously didn't like it, and uh, and he ended up throwing him out of the game. I saw something earlier today as well. Um, was it uh, Darvin Ham says, there ain't no crying B-words over here. Uh, Sagnaw said so, and that's where Darvin Ham is originally from. It's interesting to see those two kind of chatter back and forth, but ultimately at the end of the day, I don't know what Adoka was doing. It seemed like that was a little bit uh, unnecessary on his side. Mike Bresan, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet. He's coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, does your vehicle, vehicle do for a service? Just head into your neighborhood Valvoline. Um, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home with a 15-minute drive-through change, uh, drive-through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. At Valvoline, you stay in your car, you stay safe, while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Uh, here's a list of everything that Valvoline Instant Oil Change provides. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Took my car right before the holidays, right before Thanksgiving, check engine light comes on. I literally don't even think twice. This is why it's so easy for me uh, to, to promote the business. I don't think twice. I know that Valvoline is going to take care of me. I know it's going to take about 15 minutes. I know there's locations all through Southern, Southern California. They're going to check your car. They're going to make sure it's good to go, and then you get back on the road and handle your stuff. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Lakers obviously got an in-season tournament game, the quarterfinals, coming up tomorrow. I want to welcome in uh, Mike Bresnahan, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet. Brez in the house. What's going on, Brez? Thank you for joining the show. Alan, I feel like you – I'd rather talk with you than, than like, really think about who's going to win this in-season award. Yes. Like, you, you yes. to me – or the in-season trophy. That, that's what I'm trying to say. You, you are, you are, I'd rather talk to you rather than anyone else. So whatever okay, you got, give is, it to me. Brez, I appreciate that. And then since we have no idea if the in-season tournament will take off or have success, <laughs> I think you're right to, to put me in that barometer because we have no idea yeah. if this is going to work or not. Um, <laughs> hey, let, let's actually – let's jump right into this. And sure. Lakers obviously got a game going on tomorrow, and the Kings and the Pelicans are playing as we speak. What have you thought? I don't know what your view of the in-season tournament was before it started. And there's still, you know, obviously the quarterfinals, the semis, and then the finals in Vegas, semis and finals in Vegas. What have you thought of the whole thing? Um, I, I said this, I talked about it, and I'll continue to talk about it. I was very skeptical personally, and I feel like it's kind of grown on me. And the fact that, hey, these games go towards the regular season anyways, I haven't had an issue with it. What, what, is, what has been your feeling on the entire tournament? You stole my word, skeptical. And when the news of it came out, yeah, maybe at the end of last year, early this calendar year, I was kind of like, okay, um, sure. And we got more news during the off season in the summer. Then it was like, okay, all right. But I still want to see it. And I got to be frank, I was skeptical about the uh, the play-in tournament too. When that first started a few years ago, I'm like, okay, what is that? And now I love it. Now, the in-season tournament won't have that kind of cachet ever because these are not, you know, uh, season elimination games. But I will say my skepticism has quickly eroded. I actually got sent up to Portland to cover a Lakers-Blazers tournament game up there a couple weeks ago. It was incredible. And and I I did a a game down here as well, one of the Lakers home tournament games. And, And there's something a little bit different about, you know, definitely the fans, definitely the players. Uh, Darvin Ham today after practice said he was, quote, super excited to coach in one of these tournament games. And I think some of the, the, the there's a little confusion about them because the common fan is like, okay, so wait, is the season just going to shut down for two weeks? They're going to have this tournament. And the answer is no. It, I, I think it gets a little confusing because you'll have a tournament game and then your next game will be just a regular game and then another tournament game, then a couple regular games. So there's still some, you know, what is a tournament game? What isn't? But when you see that court, you know your team is playing in a tournament game, that's for sure. Well, I think what you just said right there, you said it's confusing. Now it's much clearer, but I'm with you yeah. that I was incredibly confused what was going on. Yeah, I, I joke around. Travis and I were down at Media Day, and we're interviewing Torian Prince, and we're asking him about the in-season tournament, and he gives us a look like, what the hell are you asking me? Yeah, a lot of the players <laughs> weren't 100% sure what was going on. And I think anytime you do something different, it it, it is uh, there's a, it seems like a lot of different things happening at once. It's a lot of different things happening at once. It's going to seem like you're trying to figure everything out. I, I do feel like now that we're getting our first one under our belt, that it's becoming easier to comprehend. The only other thing that I would add to this is. What kind of tweak would you like to see? Is there anything that you would change? Is there anything to make the stakes a little bit higher? Is there something that um, – is it, hey, if you win this entire in-season tournament, you do get a playoff spot or you get a playing spot? Or is there anything that you'd like to change to make it more meaningful? 
Yeah, and, and again, we're trying to appeal to the common fan who maybe is watching a lot of football right now, and, and they're like, okay, okay, so what's this basketball tournament thing? I would do it all at once, maybe in like a 10-day span. Um, you play your pool games. Uh, remember, you have, what, four pool games, and then you start going into the quarterfinals, which the Lakers are in on Tuesday. Uh, here in L.A. against Phoenix, pretty excited about that. I, I would, instead of interspersing it throughout maybe a month, I would shorten the, the actual tournament length. And then, uh, yeah, I kind of like, I think you were starting to go there a little bit. How about the, uh, if, you, if you tie a team uh, in the regular season, you're both, uh, let's say, uh, 41 and 41. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you, however you did in your pool of the in-season tournament, that should be the tiebreaker mm-hmm. instead of head-to-head. So maybe, you know, hey, you know I don't want to mess around with this pool play thing. Or if you have two good teams, you know, they won 50 games each, you're tied at the end of the regular season. Who did which team first tiebreaker? Which team did better in the tournament? Which team uh, advanced to the play playoff portion of the in season tournament? So I think there's some tiebreaking stuff there that might make the in season tournament that much more valuable uh, in in future years. Mike Bresnan, who's the Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet, taking some time here to join us here on uh, on Lakers talk. Lakers got the Suns coming up tomorrow. Um, Mike, before I, I kind of look forward, I want to look back for a quick second. Before the Lakers played the Rockets, we were at the quarter mark of the season, so 25% in the books. At that point, they were 11-9, and nine, and I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on what you thought of those first 20 games, some of the things you liked, some of the things you disliked, and then I'll, I'll ask what you think we could expect moving forward. But what was your takeaway from uh, the first quarter of the season? You know, I go back to what Rui Hachimura said a few weeks ago. He said, it's hard to figure this team out because it feels like there's been a trade every game. What did he mean by that? There's, there's new people in the lineup uh, now or a couple injured people out of the lineup. Just very little continuity with those lineups. And, and when I covered Phil Jackson, when I was at the L.A. Times covering the Lakers, he liked to know he, – he, he always had a thing that, you know, by Thanksgiving, you should have a pretty good idea of what your team has. I don't think you can you can apply that to this team. I think you got to push out to Christmas. You know, depending on when Gabe Vincent comes back, hopefully it's soon. You might have to push out to like uh, MLK Day before you get a, a good idea of exactly what this team can do. There's been some blowouts where you're like, uh oh, you know, this team was supposed to be really deep, but because a lot of their depth has been hurt, like in the OKC game last week, you know, the Lakers lost by 23, I think it was. They had five guys out. You know, five core uh, rotation guys, even even possible starters among that group, out for that game. A couple games earlier, they, they lost in Philly by 40-ish. You know, and, and that's when you start to say, okay, this team really misses its depth because that's what this team is built on. And, and when you start taking away four or five key players, you just don't have an idea of what this team is yet. It, it's you know, I hate to blame injuries, but I think I just did for the last minute or so. Well, no, look, I, I think it's fair. And I, I've i at least said this kind of the way I started the show is I know a lot of people don't want excuses. They want to say, come on, you know, this lake was, you got LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, heck, right. um, LeBron, AD, D'Angelo Russell, and Austin Reeves have missed a total, all four of those players, two games. So that means you oh, wow. technically had your four best yeah. players for – um, every game, AD's missed one game, Braun has missed one game. However, let's take their last two games against the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're missing five players, and it's not like guys that you didn't expect to get PT. Cam Reddish has proven if you play me, yeah. I can be effective, and I, I'm going to do everything I can on the defensive side. Maybe I hit some threes, maybe I miss some threes, but he doesn't seem like a negative when he's on the court. Rui Hachimura has missed a handful of games so far this year. Vando just got back. Um, and Jackson Hayes was out for that game as well. I think you're, you know, I know times, whatever it is, like, oh, I don't want to make any excuses. I don't think they're excuses. I think they're observations, right? That if they yeah. have those players, they probably are a much different team. And I, and I think that kind of leads me to my next, as we now. The Lakers are starting to get healthy. You got some of those players that came back. I saw, saw the status report, and I know Darvin Ham spoke earlier today. Looks like Rui's going to get some minutes tomorrow. Um, moving forward, 
when you feel like, hey, there is the Lakers' full lineup. I know with the exception of Gabe Vincent, but for the most part they have everybody. What do you expect here as we get to January 1st, January 15th? What kind of team do you think the Lakers will have? You know, I think it's going to be exactly what Rob Palenka and the front office envisioned. Like, they went away from the three-star format at the trade deadline last year. Actually started a couple weeks before it by acquiring Rui. And uh, they said, you know what, the Russ-LeBron AD configuration is not working. We're going to go with two superstars and a bunch of really good depth pieces. And some nights D'Angelo is your third star. Some nights it's Austin Reeves. Like we saw in the playoffs, some nights it's Rui, who shot 49% from three-point range in the playoffs. So I think once everyone's back and healthy, I think you are going to see a nice – it's not even uh, a third of the way through the season yet, but I think you'll see a, a good final two-thirds of the regular season and, and you would assume a pretty good playoff run as well because this team, it just hasn't been constituted the way – that that the front office envisioned because of the injuries. And sure, you know, you, you could go back and try to get a third star, and maybe they will in February. Maybe they'll trade some some depth pieces and try to get that third star. Um, but I think the trend towards that is kind of dimming a little bit throughout the league. Obviously, you got a couple super teams. Uh, Boston comes to mind. They have a ton of superstars in that one. Um, but I, I think Denver's championship really opened a lot of eyes that you need an absolute megastar and then a pretty good star in, in Jamal Murray, and then some really good depth beyond that. And I think the Lakers kind of stick with it, and I think it will it'll serve them well once they get everybody back. Mike Bresnahan, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet here on Lakers Talk. Um, Brez, I'm going to stay with that just for a quick second because it is interesting. And, look, I get it. It's the Lakers. It's the Los Angeles Lakers brand. Anytime you get close to the trade deadline, which, by the way, we're nowhere near that. but Right. The Lakers are always in rumors, and it's, hey, look what's happening to the Chicago Bulls. Would the Lakers be interested in these players? Hey, look what's happening in Utah. Can something be going on over there? Um, I, I'm going to use, this was last year as an example. Lakers were desperate. It's, it felt like. Understanding and knowing that, look, this Russ experiment is not working. And they didn't trade Russ in... Uh, training camp. They didn't trade him December 1st. They didn't trade him January 1st. They they trade him right up until the deadline is when the deal finally happened. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's – what do you make of some of the chatter and the rumors? Is that just – it's the Lakers and uh, it it seems like they're a part of conversations or do you think they're just chatter and rumor and don't pay too too close attention to it? But you know, it's, you know, it's funny. I learned as a as a reporter for the Times. You, you know, you got to look into it a little bit. But if there's no, there's not even a hint of smoke, don't create a fire out of it. So I always kind of, I always kind of dismiss trade rumors. And obviously, there's some strong ones coming out of Chicago. That team is not nearly what what it expected to be. So maybe you will see a couple of those guys on the move. And you know, I, I just don't know if the Lakers are willing to go back to the three star system again. If, it, if, it's, if the offer's right, yeah, why not? But they, they've mortgaged a lot of first-rounders over the next six, seven years almost. And uh, you know that they, they don't want to do that again if, if, they, can, uh, if they can help themselves. So um, do things need to be addressed? Yes. You know, injuries aside, Alan, this three-point shooting thing, is, it's, it's an issue. And I thought, you know, that the Lakers have been bottom 10 in three-point shooting for the last eight years coming into this season. And from what we saw – a, during the playoff run, and B, in the preseason this year, I know it's just preseason, but I'm going to keep going, I thought, okay, I think they're not going to be a bottom 10 three-point shooting team. And yet they are again. And it hurts them because, on average, they, they give up and uh, they, they get outscored from, from behind the arc by about 12 or 13 points a game. Hmm. So think about that, Slee. Like, as soon as the, the, there's a jump ball, okay, you're down 13 zip because, or 12 zip. We use a nice uh, round number for three pointers because you, you just the, the differential. Not only are you not hitting threes, but you're having trouble defending the three. So, do they have areas where they want to maybe you know work on it before now in the trade deadline? Absolutely. Um, the other thing that's kind of a bother to the Lakers is this whole second chance points. Offensive rebounding has not been where where they hoped it would be. So, you know, another thing maybe they want to look at down the road is. Okay, can we fix that? 
will get better once we have all of our players here. And by the way, Jared Vanderbilt, a very underrated rebounder. So I have a feeling he will help instantly in that department with his uh, six or seven boards a game. But they're, you know, definitely injuries aside, they've got a couple places where they want to work on things and they can't figure it out between now and two and a half months from now when the trade deadline comes around. I, I expect they'll, they'll make at least some fine-tuning moves. Um, okay, two more quick ones for you, Brez, and I appreciate the time as always. Uh, tomorrow, yeah. Lakers and the Suns. Last two times Lakers played the Phoenix Suns. They won both games. But Devin Booker wasn't there for both of those games, and I don't need to sit here and tell you that Devin Booker, he's a pretty good basketball player. Um, <laughs> so far this year in 11 games, 28 points, 8 assists, by the way, almost 8.5 assists, yeah. and yeah. Uh, just under 6 rebounds. Um, what do you expect tomorrow? Well, that was a big topic uh, of discussion between us uh, and, you know, the media uh, today at practice and the players. You know, Booker's going to be back. It, it seems like it. And, you know, uh, AD right away is like his playmaking is much different this year. And, yeah, he's much, much more of a point guard than he ever was in his career. It makes sense. He kind of has to be. Mm-hmm. Now, they're, they, they did go the three-star route. They mortgaged a lot of their depth and some youth and whatnot to get Bradley Beal. And that has not worked out at all. I worry about him. I've always admired his game. I've always hoped that, you know, the Lakers could get him at some point. But he's barely played any games this year, and it's, it's a back injury. And we all know that that can go south in a hurry. So hopefully he doesn't need any, any procedures or anything. But uh, I think the Lakers win. They're favored by about three. And uh, I think they do win that game. I, I did sense a, an excitement at, the, uh, at practice today. And I think the, the players realize, hey, you know, we're close to get an extra 500k each, and a, uh, a trip to, to to Vegas. Why not in-season trip to Vegas? I mean, I kind of want to go. I'm very envious of Valley Cliff and my coworker because if they do end up winning this quarterfinal, Alan, she's on a flight Wednesday to Vegas to uh, to cover those games out there, at least the semifinal, and then we'll see if they get to the finals. Allie's ready to go. Look at her; she's ready to go. Uh, however, you guys determined who goes, she won. Let's just put it that yeah, way, Bryce. Yeah, he yeah. and I <laughs> lost badly. Let me tell you. <laughs> Okay, final, final one for you, just because in the month of December, first off, we just played against the Oklahoma City Thunder, so we got a chance to see just how how um, talented that young group is. In the month of December, Lakers got Minnesota twice at Minnesota. They got another one against the Oklahoma City Thunder at OKC. At New Orleans is on the schedule as well. Um, what have you thought of this kind of surprising Minnesota OKC right now, 1-2 in the Western Conference. And how much do you think in the next couple of months those those two teams could still potentially be representing the West as far as the standings go? Well, I, you know, I've got to apologize on your air because I have uh, ripped on Minnesota a lot over the last year. You know, I thought they gave up a lot for uh, Gobert, um, and uh, including Markinen, who's turned into a, a really good player. Um yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's worked out pretty well for, for, uh, for Minnesota this year. It, obviously, the pieces didn't fit last year. I'm not sure they can sustain it. I'm not sure either of those teams can sustain it. Um, still think Denver is probably favorite right now. I think the Lakers and the Suns will be up there, uh, 2-3. I'm not sure which order. I know I'm missing a team, but I could see Minnesota. Sacramento and maybe in the mix, yep. Yeah, I could see Minnesota, you know, Pencil and Minnesota and OKC for a four or five matchup. That'd be a really fun mm. matchup. I, yeah, I just don't know if they, there, there's so much youth on both teams, and I don't know if they can sustain it. OKC in particular. Um, God, Minnesota, though. I don't know how they're doing it, but what a turnaround for them. Can't wait to see them play. Um, you know, I've I watched them from afar, a league pass, like I'm sure you have, but man, what, what a great turnaround for them. I give them a lot of credit. Mike Bresnan, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet, nice enough to take the time. Brez, as always, brother, thank you uh, for doing this, and uh, looking forward to seeing you at a Lakers game soon. All right, Alan. Take care, man. All right, final thoughts coming up next. Uh, plus, I haven't even gave my opinion yet, the in-season tournament. We'll do that uh, all coming up next. Stay right here. This is uh, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, happy holidays from Sierra Subaru of Monrovia. Um, man, I, I, I've been talking about Sierra Subaru now for probably close to six months. And in this holiday season, consider one of the many adventurous choices that they have available for you. I've had the privilege to drive the Subaru Outback, got a chance to drive the Ascent, the all-electric Solterra, 
What a beautiful, beautiful car. And that really is part of what makes the brand of Subaru and Sierra Subaru so successful. But it's more than just selling cars. During the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, now through January 2nd, when you purchase or lease a new Subaru at Sierra Subaru of Monrovia, Subaru will donate $250 to the charity of your choice. The ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation, um, they do so much for the community. Just, uh, what was it now, a couple weeks ago I was out there right before Thanksgiving and helping out with their toy drive that they have. Every single month they have different programs that are geared towards helping the community, and that's something that I know is means a lot to a lot of people and, of course, means a lot to Sierra Subaru of Monrovia. Go to SierraSubaru.com or visit them. Just off the 210 and 605 freeway, share the love with Sierra Subaru of Monrovia. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back to uh, Lakers Talk. Uh, thank you again to Mike Bresnahan. Always done a great job or always does a great job of covering the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Lakers got a good one coming up tomorrow. I haven't really got a chance to talk about the game for tomorrow and the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. I'm, I'm going to play off something. I set up Mike Bresnahan with it, and I was talking primarily just about you know thoughts on the in-season tournament. I think at this stage, we've got a pretty good taste of what the in-season tournament is. Um, and, you know, my overall thoughts, I, I was skeptical coming in. I really was partially because I didn't know what was going on. And I think anytime you're not 100% sure what's happening, I think it's easy to be dismissive of something or say, oh, you know, why are they doing that? That's so stupid. Why In-season tournaments, not going to work the way it does for European soccer if that's the model that they're taking. Then here we are on December 4th, and the Lakers are in the quarterfinals. And I'm sure for a lot of the teams that are already eliminated, I think probably their fan bases are saying, okay, you know what, we got this kind of court that was interesting some different jerseys, um, not that big of a deal. I don't think this thing really matters. They're not wrong, um, but what I will say is I think it did add some chatter that doesn't usually come with Lake with NBA basketball in November. And just because we're just getting started here in December, I'm curious to see how the quarterfinals go. Maybe the ratings for the quarterfinals are great. Um, maybe the semifinals in Vegas are fantastic. Maybe the finals is, you know, adds more intrigue and it's more sponsorships and blah, blah, blah. We'll wait and see and, and we'll kind of get an idea if it has any impact. But man, as somebody that does a sports talk radio show with T Raj, with Chavis Rogers in the morning, you know, three hours and 15 minutes a day, that does Lakers talk, that does the pregame show, that interacts with a lot of NBA fans slash Laker fans, I feel like there's definitely been some chatter. And and I think if, you know, when I say buzz, nobody's going to be watching. If there's an NFL game on a Sunday, they're not going to watch an in-season tournament game over an NFL game. They're not going to watch the SEC championship. They're not going to watch 
an NBA game over the SEC championship. I understand that. <laughs> Nobody's saying it's going to shift that significantly. But I think it started chatter that was different. I think there was some intrigue with what's going on. Now the question is going to be, is it sustainable? Is this Was this just interesting because it was the first year that they've done it, or have they clearly found something? And I think ultimately, I do think there has to be tweaks. But it doesn't have to be perfect the first round, right? I think the first time that you do something, nobody's saying that it's going to be perfect and that it's going to hit 100%. You could say the um, – you could say – Certain things that the NBA has done has fell flat on their face. Other things have been incredibly successful. Uh, the playing tournament, to use as an example, sounds like that's been incredibly successful. And this, I think it's a, it's a work in progress. I do think there needs to be tweaks. I do think that – I thought what Bresnahan mentioned, which I hadn't even thought of – I wouldn't mind them just mixing the East and the West together and whatever group is whatever group, kind of do that randomly and televise it on TV. I wouldn't mind one of the things that Tyrese Halliburton said was, well, why don't you put a playoff spot on the line so we all have something to play for aside from money and the fans have something to really, really root for. Uh, and I thought Brez's suggestion was interesting too of kind of shutting down the NBA season so this tournament can go all at once rather than in-season tournament game, Two regular season games, another in-season tournament game, and then a regular season game. That that part was a little bit confusing, but at least the start of the conversation, and that's all I think you can really ask for when you have an 82-game schedule. And frankly, there's going to be times that are more exciting than others, and usually November is not exactly the most exciting time in the NBA. I might love it, but a lot of other people don't feel exactly the same way. Lakers got the Suns coming up tomorrow. Lakers, by the way, 2-0 and versus the Suns so far this season, but of course, much different when Devin Booker is in the lineup for the Phoenix Suns. I mentioned it to um, Brez when he was on 28 points a game, 8.5 assists, 5.8 rebounds. Dude is a baller. Almost 40% from three, 93% from the free throw line, 47% from the field. Just an absolute baller. I did not realize he's facilitating like this. Eight and a half assists a game. Um, he doesn't have a choice. This is kind of the position that the Phoenix Suns are in right now after going all in with Bradley Beal. They don't really have depth to figure out the rest of their roster. Good challenge coming up tomorrow. I like it. I've said this before. I said it early in the show. I say it a lot of times. I like when the Lakers have barometer games. Games where you could look at it and say, all right, that's a fantastic win if they can get it. And I think Phoenix, especially because they lost the first two games to the Lakers, have something to play for as well, including Lakers old coach uh, Frank Vogel. Okay, Lake fans, that's all we got for tonight. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Um, do me a favor. If you didn't catch any of the show, you can feel free to grab it. The Lakers Talk podcast on the ESPN LA app. By the way, you know what else is there? Lakers Talk Daily, which I do Monday through Friday on YouTube. Uh, that's there as well. Uh, thank you to Michael Funches. Thank you to Mario Ruiz. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Travis and Sleeva show, and then we got the pregame as well. Have a good night, Lake fans. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.